This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Let's catch up with a, uh, he's a Kiwi icon really, out of the 90s and then into the 2000s. He was a hell of a big man. Anoki Afiaki is on the line. Uh, he's a new New Zealand citizen, well that sounds a bit silly. And he's actually running for Wellington City Council. And I've just been told he's on the line. The boys out the back, Anoki, reckon that your neighbour's roof came off last night. My neighbour's roof, I was actually the Victoria University hostel. It's, uh, I had to call triple one for the first time in my life and explain to them, hey, there's a, there's a roof coming off here. You want to pick it before it falls on someone. Um, so, yeah, the, 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 the uh, fire brigade turned up. Uh, three of them got on their ape sailing gear and, um, and, and rescued the situation. Eh? I, felt, I felt like I saved a life. So I was pretty, uh, pretty wrapped with that. No, but yeah, it, was, um, it was powerful stuff, and it's just... Um, being in Japan and being in cyclones and in, 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 in the summer, uh, it's dangerous. You know, things fly and hit you, and and, and it's not going to end well. No, so, well, yeah, there was um. More, more no, Noki, you have that. You have enough of that trouble up in Tonga, don't you, with the cyclones that come through? So you know, I know, you know, I know. you know all about that, mate. Just moving through this identity stuff. Do you feel as though your identity has finally been recognised? Um, you know, with your with your it's heritage. A, yeah, it's a weird one because we're in a new area on the planet and it's it's a big mixing pot and things haven't settled and and i grew up here as a kid in a class that was like the united nations and we've, we've all gone on and done amazing things and we were all kiwis and you know we, we we turned up in primary school not being able to speak english uh not many of us um and and at the end of it all we saw ourselves through the lens that we were kiwis uh yes exterior you know with brown and and area of the colour, um, but we were, you know, we didn't have an identity crisis after going through that, that you know, those many years of being mates. Um, but unfortunately, when you meet other people, even in New Zealand, that, that don't know you or sort of, you know, they, the, the immediate the immediate sort of um, what they see is what they think, and, and that still exists, which is sad. Uh, so, I, you know, when I put my application through the first time to be a New Zealand citizen because I couldn't get back in the country, and you know our deal, we, we get our work overseas and we find it hard to get work back in New Zealand. Uh, and when you, uh, when I finally decided, look, I, I should really get this sorted out uh, for future, uh, and I want to be, be back in New Zealand, um, uh, fortunately I fell on the, 
uh, my plea fell on the on the wrong person. Uh, who had no time to to sort of look through who I was and what I did. Um, and that's uh, and I've got a bit of you know the guys that that have a bit of grit and and will keep asking and I keep asking questions. Will go through the rigmarole to get to the final to the end. But ninety ninety five percent of the people don't have the budget or money to 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 carry on that fight and carry on that persistence, which is so fundamentally we got something wrong in, the, in that in that part of our immigration law. That that that's not actually law. You know, this is just the policies or regulations they put inside there. And this this one was put in there because of the 9/11 bombing of America, the Twin Towers. So you got to ask the question: If that was the reason why they put it in, what's the threat of me doing that in New Zealand? And the answer is zero. So that's the reason why he put this particular hurdle in. Can you please apply it in that fashion? Yeah. So that you know, things like that, things like that really sort of hurt me because you know these. Box tickers don't, don't know why they were ticking that box. Nah, the whole system's completely deprived of logic and okay. And look, I tell you what, I um, it's Louis here, man, and I resonated with your story when I read the article in the newsroom um, yesterday. My mum's married to a Samoan Lalani, and he struggled to get New Zealand citizenship for years because they could they keep getting the wrong person and just like little fickle details you're not being able to prove this or that the most minute ridiculous details and you're so right you comment about it comes across across the wrong person's desk on the wrong day and all your months of work of compiling this rigmarole of information it's kind of like kicked back to to phase one and it's um it's quite insulting and it's quite an emotional process for a lot of people so with that in mind, you, um, are you like, is that a big part of where your community focuses it? Is that and trying to help yeah, other people? Yeah, exactly. So, being in sport and finishing being a pro player, I decided look, go into coaching. And I found that coaching was just another situation. Was you know, I don't want to be coached because it was they're, they're getting it rough. So I thought, well, let's get, let's get into the administrative side and see if I can get into the governance side and create an environment there where where coaches are treated better. Because there was that one team down in the south that have got it. They they look after their their players and their coaches, and and there's there's a, there's a succession planning process in place. And Canterbury, and I don't like saying that, but they've they've got that. And they you've got to you've got to look after your people better. You've got to know them better. So despite all the the, the bureaucracy that's in there. Have a look why you got the bureaucracy there. Tweak it. Tweak it to make it fit your group. Uh, and I, I feel that things are tweaked, but just left to the side. And and the poor graduate that comes out of university that ends up working at, uh, in, in government really doesn't have a feel for it. So they're just ticking a box, and that's their job. And their boss will get angry if they don't tick the box. So uh, it's just that, you know, that if you're going to do something, really understand why you're doing it. And that's what I'll uh, writing policy to try and tweak things to make things work better for, for people that have to work in any, any environment, especially in sport. Um, I feel that that has given me some really good skills in governance, and I can I could take that across to to working in, in, in local council because we've got a bit of a dysfunctional council here in Wellington, and it's, it's a lot of people are disappointed. One change, um, being in the building industry for the last two years. Uh, I didn't realize how much of the building industry is controlled by by local government. So again, I thought, well, I could actually be, be a better place on on on, on local government. Um, so that's where I'm moving to now. Um, I'm actually right at a um, mates in construction. 
So so Slay McFarlane has led this. How cool is that? Yeah, so I'm in, cool. I'm here. I'm in here. Yeah, I'm in here now. Uh, and suicide's a big thing in the construction industry, and the, and, and the construction industry is so important for New Zealand. Uh, obviously, I've got questions for why government aren't doing enough to get more tradies or, or more apprentices in, because there's a promise on the site that I'm at that of about 30 apprentices from government to be in there for Kanga or to build these uh, social housing in Wellington. And I've been there for a year, and I'm waiting, and there's nothing. And I'm thinking, come on, guys, you promised it. Where is it? Where's your mechanism to put apprentices on site to get this promise done to sort of, you know? And I'm, I'm a labour man. I mean, I, I love labour, but I'm not happy that they can't fulfil promises. So that's probably another reason why I, I, I can be in a position to try and facilitate what they promise, because I, I don't see enough people in that area, like coaches for players that facilitate that dream that New Zealand want to be the best in the world. You know, you've got to look after your coaches. You've got to look after all the mechanisms that make great players. And every great player will tell you, mate, is my coach. So, yeah, nice. So that's, that's really, really nice, that um, that conversation. And good luck for you getting into local council um, in around these broken promises. And they are just promises. You know, one of them, you, you, you would have seen this week where they said, well, if you've got enough money and you're, and you're, and you're from overseas, well, you can just come and live here. Um, and so yeah. they're basing on immigration on how many how many dollars you got on your pocket to help our economy. So, mate, um, I really get that. But just moving back to the rugby side of things, how, what about um, Malachi Fikatoa and Charles Piertel from from your perspective? Are you really um, happy with how those two boys uh, and their dual heritage has played out over the over their careers? Yeah, I was over the moon. I was, um, I'm, I'm one of the directors on the the player welfare for the Pacific Boys up in, up in Europe, and and I was banging on that for the last I don't know ten years, because we are, uh, our heritage to us is like our DNA, and we you know we we grow up speaking Tongan. We, we we go to, we we go to church. Our parents speak Tongan. We are like per day. 90% Tongan, and when we leave our front door, you know, we, we, we enter another world, and that's like growing up. And then you're telling us that we can only be one type of person? Um, no, I, I think we should celebrate our diversity, because our diversity is what gives us the edge. Our diversity is what makes New Zealand famous. So why, why, well, why can't we go and help our people, which include Tonga, Samoa, Fiji, or where, anywhere in the Pacific, and just call them brothers. Um, and you know, So whenever we're not supporting Tonga, we're supporting the All Blacks. Uh, unfortunately, I've got more cousins that play for Australia, which, you know, makes it really difficult. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so that's, you know, but, but, that but tier, they're in that our neighbourhood. tier two, anyway. That tier two. <laughs> exactly. So, it's, um, yeah, I, I just think that... Uh, We've got to celebrate this diversity because it gives New Zealand the edge. Having more than one language spoken on the street is not a threat. It's showing how beautiful this country is. Um, and, and learning about our past wrongs or whoever did those wrongs is actually just a really good process of understanding how not to make mistakes in future. So, you know, the, whatever happened in the All Blacks last week, let's learn from that. Let's not hide from the fact that we made some big mistakes, address them, and do well next week. Simple. 
Rugby. Yeah, you're making too much sense, uh, Noki. Hey, before we let you go, look, you, you've played, if you look up your rap sheet, I mean, you've played, uh, obviously, in, in your hometown in Wally there. You went up to Japan. You played in Wales, France. When you when you got, went around the world on your travels, and that was very much in those late 2000s where the professional game was taking a leap up there, and then you look fast forward to 2022 and say the Northern Hemisphere teams, how sophisticated their rugby is and their style of rugby, just the development of footy as a global game, what have you observed throughout your career into now? Oh, the game has changed. It's, um, it's industrialised. It's pro. It's real pro. It's a factory. Now, uh, the, the the artisans of the artists of the sport that that did magical stuff, and you know the, the Wellington team do that. That's that's our trademark for the backs. They just do stuff out of the hat. So that's disappeared, and we're seeing a little bit by in, including uh, Moana Pacifica and Endure. Um, uh, so that's that's that magic is gone. Uh, we've industrialised it with, with mul- multiple, you know, um, process of getting the kids through academies. We've killed the spirit of the game. Um, my, my my solution to that is that, that yes, we have a pro side that goes out and makes money. Fair, great. Do bo- do what boxing does. You go do the pro stuff. We need a rugby that is community and amateur based that keeps the essence of what rugby was. And that's when rugby was at its height when it was amateur. When you had guys enjoying mates, drinking beers. Going to going to tournaments and and enjoying each other's company and you know you can have a bit of a rough scrap on the field but at the end of the day you're shouting him a beer, so that's rugby at its best in my view. Uh, the industrialised rugby is a show, and New Zealand have a lot to learn from America on what a show is, um, and we're st- you know so we're just uh, it's it, it's a to me it's a failed experiment pro rugby. It's 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 um they started off started off really well for the first decade, but they didn't they didn't do things that they needed to do to to make it a community based event. They failed, in my view. Uh, and then, so they've got a they've got to get a bunch of Americans to probably run that part. To be honest, because we don't know how to do it. Well, the World Cup the World Cup setting there, Kimpy. You got one last thing for Anoki? Uh, hey mate, how's the, how's all the fano mate? Kahu, uh, Tokyo. You've got you've got a you've got yeah, a um, exactly. an opera singer in there too, mate. How's the brothers? Oh no, no, everyone is doing well. We're just um, you know we we arrived in this island in uh, Aotearoa, and we had a few big cousins on on, on the, the coolest guys with big afros and you know bell bottom <laughs> jeans. And you know they were they were cool, so we were lucky we fell in a bunch of cool guys, <laughs> and uh, and that's that's a that's a cool thing about sport and having good mates is that you 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 you're put into an inclusive bunch that that will show you around and get you involved, uh, and that's a, that's a New Zealand that I remember and I want is that no matter who turns up on our shores, even if they're rich bastards. You get them inclusive into the community. You take their money, and you put it in. Put you put it into sport. Yeah. So yeah, bring them, but give us your money, and you can be part of us. Uh, you've been electric, Anaki. Um, yeah, awesome to catch up with you this morning. And uh, awesome. I, don't, I don't even think I should say congratulations for your citizenship because it just is what it is, mate. But um, uh, great to have you on the program this morning. Loved your thoughts on sport and uh, culture and community, and hope you go well in these upcoming uh, local government elections. Oh, thank you. And just do whatever you can to boast about me. South, South Ward and Wellington, everyone in there, Knox is going to run for, for, for a spot. I'm going against the Greens and Labour. 
They're all, well, you know, they've got a war chest of money to spend on their candidate. That's not fair. Yeah, but, that's right. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah exactly. Yeah, we'll carry on. Thanks, guys, <laughs> for having me on this morning. Awesome. All good. Uh, <laughs> what a character, Ken. Oh, yeah, cool. what a legend. He's, he is. He's a legend. He played uh, nearly 40 times for the Hurricanes. He was one of the original guys who was given one of those big contracts when Super Rugby started. Huge lock. Six big foot man. six, big man, played for Tonga, Captain Tonga. Uh, he played for Grenoble, Scarlets, uh, Ryko. He's played around the world. And what about his thoughts on where New Zealand's at, a melting pot of culture? Unbelievable. Fascinating. Industri- Industrialised rugby as a show and a failed experiment of pro rugby. Give it to the Americans to run. It worked for the first decade, but then the spirit, the essence of rugby was ripped out and killed Grass by Grassroots. Remember what Frank Bunt said midweek? Yeah. Yep. Community game has had the heart ripped out of it. Honestly, listen by the professionalisation of it. Here's here's the here's an old boy. Here's a a bloke right in the middle saying exactly the same thing. Twenty three minutes past eight. Anoki uh, Afiaki there. Um, wow, what an interesting character. Hope you enjoyed that. I certainly did. Twenty three minutes past eight here with Kim's Warehouse. Great savings every day. Put Morris not far away. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.